Italo from Italo's Black Talk Radio. And as I always say, you didn't see this coming, guys, because now not only am I on YouTube, not only am I now on Spotify, uh, Anchor, um, there's another one that I forget. But anyways, if you're listening to me on either one of those, um, on those uh, streaming services, congratulations, you're one of the few people that are found me. <laughs> on this new uh, app, and I'm so excited to share um, all the interviews, not, on, not only this one that I'm having right now, but also every past interview that I've had um, in the last couple of months or so, because this is a new era. Everybody's now on a podcast on the radio, so i like to invite you all to like this page, follow, because I'm going to be posting a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, of new and past episodes, but today I have the I have one of a special guest. His name is Curtis. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris Curtis, and uh, we met through an, a mutual friend. Uh, his name is Jeremy uh, Madison. He's on TikTok. If you guys follow him, he's really funny. And so I met um, Chris uh, Curtis in one of the Zoom meetings that we have, or he has. Um, journey and every Friday today is actually one of those days so hopefully you can see him again but <clears throat> anyhow Chris Curtis welcome to the show hey thank you hello hello <laughs> so yeah um, Chris so for those that don't know and I didn't know this actually we just had a conversation a conversation earlier and I found so many so many things I didn't know about Chris uh, during a conversation, and it was really fascinating. I wish I had recorded it because we had like an hour, an hour conversation, or an hour and, and some minutes. So we could have had, we could have had like two or three episodes just to get to know Chris. But I like to, I like for you to, um, you know, tell us who you are and a little, little bit about yourself before we go into the other side of the of the interview here. So okay. why don't you tell, tell our listeners, who, uh, who is Chris? Well, Chris is um, a 62-year-old man who, um, in 1984, got in the car with four other friends after drinking um, and didn't drive well. So as a result, um, we were all injured, um, and I broke my neck. And um, as a result, I'm... Uh, quadriplegic. He uses the manual wheelchair um, to get around in my daily life. Um, and there, the experiences um, before and after that um, were involved as a result um, are probably pretty much what we're going to talk about today. Right. Now, before that, actually, well, this happened in 84, but uh, you were telling me that you were uh, really, um, 
uh, into string sports. You were doing surfing. I don't know. You tell us what you were doing before that. I I, um, I pretty much did anything. I I skateboard, um, ski, skate, um, snowmobile, um, ran, um, lifted. Uh, (laughs) If there was something out there, I'd try it. Um, Hiking, climbing. Um, so I, I was very active, um, always very active. Outdoors um, was uh, was the place that I wanted to be and uh, where I always felt the most comfortable and where I thought I would uh, um, go with my my life as a job. I was hoping at some point to, to be a ranger or a fishing game officer or something like that. But um, life doesn't always take you down the path that you think you're going to go. So, um my path turned right so one thing i did one thing we didn't discuss and i i actually thought about this when you were talking right now um what happened to the other passengers um they were all injured we all um one girl broke her hip um another girl broke her leg um one of the guys broke his jaw and his arm his left arm, he was left-handed, and he was in the law school at the time. So that made um, his, that year of law school very interesting for him. Um, and the other guy um, had some compressed vertebrae. Now, probably out of all of them, I probably broke the smallest bone, um, but mine probably had the most life-altering um, effects as a result of the um, bone that I broke. So, right. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm, you know, how do you say this? I, I, I'm glad it was me that came out of this injury paralyzed as opposed to one of the other individuals that was in the car with me, because um, that would have been very difficult for myself. Um, I, I'd much rather be going through this um, than um, sitting at home someplace um, and seeing one of the other people go through this and, um out there walking around um, free and easy because I, I was the one driving. I, I feel like it was my responsibility to get people um, home and where they were safe and comfortable and everything else. And I failed. So, um, but uh, you know, the, most everybody um, has been, you know, always um, took their share of responsibility because we all got in the car. We all have been drinking. Um, two of the individuals that were in the car, we didn't even know before we um, got in the car with them that night. So um, two of the, the two girls that were in the car, um, the three of us guys uh, had known each other for quite some time, uh, you know, five, six, seven years. So, Right. Now, um, so what is your condition now? Like, uh, tell us what is... Well, so what I is broke my neck... I broke my neck, so I'm a quadriplegic, and for anybody that's out there that uh, knows anything uh, about the spinal cord and spinal column, I'm a C5, C6 incomplete um, spinal cord injury, and basically that means I um, broke the bone in my neck between C5 and C6. Um, The injury to my spinal column was a bruise, um, but bruised spinal column is the same as 
um, cutting it uh, at that place, um, once you bruise the, the nerves, um, they don't regenerate. So I do have sensation below my injury level. Um, I'm not like, um, like you would have. Um, mine's more like if I touch my, tap my leg, I can feel it. But if you stick me with a pin, it's not, I'm not going to feel the sharp pain like you would. I feel the pressure. Um, so um, I do have sensation below my injury level, um, which really has um, saved me a lot of times because it's prevented me from hurting myself when I might otherwise have. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, because I can feel something's like, wait a minute, oh, let's back up. Yeah, let's go yeah. out. Right, right. So, I mean, um, needless to say, this changed your life. But tell us, how, how did it change your mindset? Because you're, as we, were, we were talking earlier, and I noticed that you still have that spirit. You still have that mindset that you're able to overcome uh, many things that many people cannot uh, in those cases. How did it change your life in in, well, in general? Yeah, well, it, it certainly changed my life in, in the respect that um, you know that was the last time I was on my feet um, that night. And um, but probably it, it probably gave me more strength than I, I've ever had before um, because it's made me a tougher individual. Um, it, it's opened my eyes to some things I wouldn't be aware of. I, I know, um, you, you mentioned Jeremy, Jeremy's had a number of things and he talks about, um, having coming through some of his things and, and being much more aware and alert. Um, so, um, I, am much more, um, sensitive to other people, um, and what's going on with their life. Um, as far as physically, you know, again, there's physically, I can't do things, but I, I do live alone. I, I do, I have two dogs. I have a house. Um, I cook, clean, do the laundry, vacuum. Um, and, uh, you know, there really isn't many things I can't do. Can't, can't dust on top of the, uh, cupboards. Uh, my sister usually comes down here once a year and does a really good cleaning job for me um and um but i drive um i, I used to drive a car um now i drive a van with a lift uh, or a ramp um right. so uh it's it's uh life has you know uh, life has changed a lot but not much too i it, it's hard to i've been in the chair longer than i was um, on my feet at this point in my life. I was, I was 26 years old. Um, I've been in the chair for 36 years. So um, a lot of the stuff you know, it, it, that I do, I, I do it without much thought. Um, it's, it's really second nature to me. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I don't think of um, the things in any other, you know, as, as, odd or you know some things that people when i notice things are hard is when somebody's watching me and i can see them becoming uncomfortable um with me trying to do things and usually you know people want to help me and i, I i'm i'm just so damn stubborn 
Uh, I'll say, no, 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 I got to do it myself. And it's like, well, yeah, but it looks like, yeah, yeah, but hard, hard's good. Because, uh, <laughs> like, mm. I, I get to achieve something. So um, you can stand there and watch, and, and you can even laugh at me if you want, because it is funny. Um, but, yeah, just don't help me. <laughs> right. So, um, so you, have you been, have you, uh, have you been through, uh, bullying because of this or have you been you know what I mean um uh no again, 26 um you know people are are pretty good about not um they you know you don't have to worry about people really teasing you um ignorance is um, the thing that you run into more than anything. I'm, I, I've been out to a restaurant where the waitress looked at the person I was with and asked her uh, what I wanted to eat. Like somehow I couldn't order my own food. Wow. <laughs> it's like, well, what would, what would he like to eat? And, and at which point I just speak mm. up and said, well, he would like, uh, and just go on. <laughs> and I try to approach those um, situations with as much humor as possible because I know um, they're not meaning to be mean, um, that they just don't know how to be around somebody in a wheelchair. Um, and if I do my job well, um, the next time I go there or somebody else goes there in a wheelchair, um, they'll have a better idea of how to approach it. I mean, I, I, some of the things I... I I've had people just bend down and talk to me like I was a three-year-old. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had other people um, who patted me on the head. It's like uh, now there's nothing that makes you feel wow. <laughs> that will be superior. I was, out, I was out on a date with a girl. First time I was out on a date with this girl. Um, and this guy pulls his chair out. Um, he was behind me in the restaurant and, and hit my chair. And he, he said, oh, sorry, pat me on the head. And I was like, and I really, this was one of the first experiences I had with something like that. So I really didn't know what to do with it. And, 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 and so I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. And I can see her trying to figure out, you know, where to go with this. It was, um, so, you know, that's one of those times where, yeah, that's when I started to think, you know, well, you've got to find something to say. Um, you've got to find a way to break the tension, um, you know, educate as much as you can. Um, because, uh, again, um, you know, to, to put a, a grown man in that situation, um, just, it's, it's difficult. So, um, uh, for everybody involved. It's interesting uh, to hear that because, yeah, um, I don't know if I ever have come across. I, I, I have come across, of course, people in wheelchairs. Um, well, for instance, my grandmother, uh, she, she right. was in a wheelchair. But, uh, <laughs> and actually, I remember going to San Francisco with her, and I was, I was pushing her, her wheelchair. And at a moment, I just got distracted. I was with, uh, window shopping or something, <laughs> and I let go. And <laughs> she was like, oh, 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 oh wait, wait, I'm going down the hill. 
Exactly the reason I don't let people push me. (laughs) Um, You know, people people will come up and ask me if they can push me. Uh, Now, um, people don't always ask. They'll just come up and start pushing, um, which um, just for you people out there, um, don't just help a person in a wheelchair without asking. Um, They may not want your help. Um, And... Um, it's scary when somebody just comes up behind you and starts pushing it. I mean, it, you think of yourself standing someplace and um, somebody just coming up and taking their two hands and pushing you in the middle of the back without even knowing they're, they're there. Um, mm. Yeah, where are you taking me? <laughs> it's, very similar, it's a very similar feeling, except for in a wheelchair, you're feeling really out of control because you don't know where these people are going to push you. Right. Um, and you don't know whether they're going to pay attention to holes or curves. Or, um, and it, it can be quite frightening when somebody just comes up and starts pushing. So um, right. I, re- I remember one day I was, I was at school and, and I was going up a ramp. Um, and... Um, I got well, about three feet from the top of the ramp. It was probably uh, a 40-foot ramp. And this this guy comes up behind me and pushes me the rest of the way. And I, I just let out a big sigh, and I went, oh, now I'm going to have to do it all again. I turned around and went back to the bottom of the ramp. <laughs> uh, just left him there. Like he, I'm sure he's expecting me to say thank you. Um, but you know, this was a this was something I wanted to achieve myself. I was trying, yeah. this was a goal. I was I was working on something here, and this, this guy took my. You know, it's kind of like somebody picking you up after you were running a marathon and, and carrying you across the finish line. It's like, well, wait, well, no, no, right. No, I, I want to finish this race myself. Um, so, um, you know. I, it was the easiest way to um, make my point. I don't know whether the guy got it or not, but, um, you know, it, it gave him something to think about anyway. So, um, right. <laughs> this is very, uh, yeah, this is very, actually it's very enlightening because I don't, I don't, I didn't realize that too, because I, obviously my grandmother knows me um, right. and she kind of trusted me not to let go of her in a not heel. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting to hear that because I, I didn't realize, like, she's basically, a, you know, she's able to walk. Um, right. So a certain degree, she was able to walk. <clears throat> but, yeah, like yourself, it's like you want to do it. You, it's like uh, climbing an Everest and you don't want to, or crossing the, a marathon is a great, great example. Like, I'm about to cross the finish line. And you didn't allow me to do that, so I have to go backwards now and start over again. It's interesting. Well, there's, <laughs> there's two things. Um, first, ask somebody before you help them if, if they need some help, and, and then have the courtesy to ask them how you can help them because mm. people will assume that you want one thing for help and – um, what you really need is something else. And I can give you a great example of that. I was getting out of my car one day and I was getting my wheelchair out of the back seat of the car. And um, I'm 
there was a guy, an older man, and I usually don't let people help me. An older man came over and asked me if he could help. And I, so, you know, when somebody's older, they, they, they probably get help from other people and want to, want to do something for somebody. So, I, so I'll, you know, just kind of go, sure. And, and so we kept trying to get this wheelchair out and finally realized that he's trying to push the wheelchair in while I'm trying to push the wheelchair out. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, he wasn't helping. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, you can assume um, what somebody wants for help, but unless you really know how you can help them, um, then, then, you know, you could end up doing something completely opposite. So, you know, just the courtesy of saying, would you like some help and how can I help you is, is, you know, the best way to approach somebody, um, in my view, anyways. Right. Yeah. Um, also another thing you were talking about before, and I, I don't know, I never heard of the term, um, odd, odd word bound is one of the things you were talking about. And tell us what it is, because I, I kind of get the idea, but let us know what it is. Outward Bound is a program, um, and I think it originally started, I may be wrong, but I knew, I think it was started to um, give um, young men or women who um, were like in trouble or inner city an experience to go out in um the country and you know wilderness and, and explore and live and um, go for a few days and then at at the end of it you you actually um, stay for three days um, by yourself completely by yourself um, so um, it, it can be a couple weeks it can be um, the one I went on was three weeks and it was um, up in Leadville. Um, Colorado in the middle of winter, um, so um, it was it was a great experience for me. I, I I was a runner at the time, and and I grew up skiing. So um, those were those were um, two, you know I was in very good shape, and I'd I'd been a, a, a um, backpacker. This we were doing on skis with backpacks and. You know, very full backpacks. Um, but they, you know, one day uh, when I was on this uh, outward bound trip, um, we went up this very steep um, gulch. Um, and before that day, one of the individuals was sick, so we ended up splitting up um, the stuff that he was carrying in his backpack between. Um, some of us, and um, we had just resupplied. Um, my dog's talking at me. Um, we had just resupplied uh, the day before, so our backpacks were already full. Um, and I stayed back to to help this individual who was sick and encourage him, you know, as as we went along. Um, but what I ended up doing was expending a lot of more energy than I thought I had because I, you know, finally got to the point where um, I exhausted myself, um, you know, with extra weight and, and um, spent more time encouraging. Right. So, 
Um, so I, I, I literally collapsed, and, and tears came to my eyes. Um, and, you know, I didn't think I was going to be able to go. Um, um, and She's very sorry. vocal right now. <laughs> yeah, she, when she decides to talk to me. Um, anyways, uh, so I got something to drink and something to eat. And after about 10 minutes of just resting, I was able to get up. And, and that experience of, like, doing something going beyond whatever imagined I could, I I thought I, they were going to have to bury me there. Um, and, you know, to, to be able to get up and go on after that really opened doors for me um, after my injury, you know, even in, in, in daily uh, activities as far as, you know, what really feels like um, I, I wouldn't be able to do anymore. But because of that experience, um, I, I can push beyond those things and, and have pushed beyond those things and, and feel less limited than, than I had before that experience. It really, really was a, a wonderful, um, you know, learning experience that, that has benefited me tremendously um, through, through my life. <clears throat> and I can, I can relate, not, not to the point where I'm in a wheelchair or I'm, right. I'm trying to get to the top, but there's, there's uh, allegories to anybody's life whenever we're going through something so difficult that breaks us down to the point where we cannot continue. Uh, I myself have, uh, have found myself in those, case, in those scenarios too where I couldn't, I couldn't go anymore. I couldn't be, you know, I couldn't go to work anymore. I didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel like I was supported by anybody. I felt all about all alone, you know, right. uh, it's also a mental, I think it's a mental. Well, the, it, yeah, it's, it's more of a mental barrier than it is physical, even though it was physically, I didn't feel like, um, I could go on. It really is the mental barrier that you break through on, on an experience like that, that, that serves you more than the physical, um, in my, in my view, because, you know, if you mentally believe that you can physically do it, um, then that's, that's the hurdle you have to get over, um, in, in many respects. So it, whether it's, you know, for you, whether it wasn't necessarily a physical experience that you were trying to go through, um, you know, to get through that mentally, that's that's the big hurdle. Right. Yeah, and then the things that you're doing um, right now, I was telling you earlier, you're more active than I am. I I, I can be <laughs> on the couch all day and just be, be fine. But uh, your, your spirit is uh, basically we want to go out there and you want to do things that most people couldn't do in two legs, you know, uh, and that's inspiring. That's actually very inspiring because, you know, we, we put our, our hurdles, our mental hurdles to that. We don't want to overcome sometimes, or we are afraid to. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Well, my, my disability actually forced me to face some hurdles that, um, I, I didn't, um, expect to, um, or think I would during my lifetime. I, 
I was always physically active and um, was always in a job that was more physical than anything else. Um, but because of the injury, of course, I wasn't able to do that. Uh, so I went back to school and, and I was never a great student in school. Um, but uh, because I, I was applied myself as, um, more and challenged myself, I, I actually did very well. I was able to get an undergraduate degree and then go on and get um, my master's. So, um, you know, and if anybody had I told me I would get a master's um, when I was going to school, I had graduated high school, I would have laughed at them and told them that they, right. they must be drunk. <laughs> right. And uh, what was your major? I, I, got a, a mas- I got a master's in social work. Um, I got my undergraduate degree in urban studies. Um, and in urban studies, you can, um, you can specialize in um, uh, more. Mine was more in the social aspect of um, urban studies. There's also uh, the, the studying um, the planning and. Um, but it, uh, it, it was a it was a great program um, in, in a small college, but. Um, it was one of the more challenging programs and really, really um, again, one of those things where um, that experience on a bound um, opened me up to trying something that I didn't think I could do. Right. <laughs> so I'm sorry about the dog. That's okay. <laughs> I know. She's not usually this vocal, but Right now, they they've decided it's playtime. Um, yeah, they've got my wallet, and they're playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give her your give her your, give her your iPhone, your wallet. <laughs> yeah, it's like hey, he's on the well. That's a Topper, uh, my poodle, who I'm training as a service dog. Um, when I don't pay attention with him, um, sometimes and get on the phone, he'll start acting out just to get my attention. Um, and right. that's what he's doing right now is just um, making sure <laughs> that I'm, I'm not completely ignoring him. But so right. far they haven't, they haven't destroyed anything that I really need yet. Um, so um, <laughs> as long as, as long as they just, uh, the, the wallet was already chewed. My license has uh, holes in it from where um, it's been <laughs> chewed on by him in my face uh, as a puncture um, in the, right in the middle of my face. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, <wow. Yeah>, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you need a wallet, let me know. <laughs> I can give right. you one. <laughs> so where are you located right now? What is your uh, I live in I live in Florida. Um, grew up in New Hampshire. Um, after my injury, um I was in I was in rehab for six and a half months, so um, that, and that was a, a really interesting experience. Uh, you know, I became kind of a uh, kind of a celebrity in the in the hospital because I was buzzing around and met met all kinds of people, directors and you know nurses and doctors and you know all the people um, over that period of time. I, uh, so um, and so I. I lost track of where I was going. Um, <laughs> well, um, 
I actually have a question. Okay. Um, because uh, I, I understand you have family and um, you're in, in New Hampshire. Right. So how did it, how did it take your, first of all, how did it take your injury? And also, how did it feel about you being independent? Um, they, they, they've never been crazy about me being independent anyways, but I've always been super independent. Um, and that's where I actually, that's where I was going to go with that. Um, when I got out of the hospital, um, I already had plans, um, to move, um, to Boston. I had, I had a program that was lined up for me, which was a, a transitional living program, uh, Basically, you know, people who, like myself, have been injured in, or have some kind of disability um, can go into this community where um, there's a little bit more um, oversight for you to give you a chance to, like, be there but, you know, not fall flat on your face. And it's kind of a six-month program to be ready to go out and be completely independent. Now, for myself, I, I didn't need that much time because I had already lived by myself and on my own before. Um, and it, it's just a matter of figuring out how I was going to do things physically. Um, but for others who'd never been on their own, it was really, it really was a wonderful program. Um, but, you know, I, I, I left the hospital. I stayed home with my parents for a month um, and, and left. I, I, I could not have stayed with my parents, loved my parents, loved my family. Um, but they, they, they would have just doted on me and would have done everything for me. And, and if there's anything I didn't want, I didn't want people doing things for me. Um, you know, I wanted to do them myself. I wanted to, you know, if you let people do things for you, you, you just end up just sitting there and, for somebody who's in a wheelchair like myself, to that's like letting go. People come up to me all the time and say, why don't you use an electric wheelchair? I'm like, well, because if I use an electric wheelchair, I'll just get lazy and, you know, my I'll lose my muscles. And I, I don't have that right. many muscles to begin with. So if I don't right. keep them active, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to get myself in and out of bed. I won't be able to transfer in my van. I, I won't be able to, you know, get in and out of the shower independently. So, you know, this wheelchair is keeping me healthy. Um, so um, those, those, and if my parents, you know, they, they just, it, it's hard for them to watch me struggle um, or what, what they perceive as struggle. Because what it's not necessarily what looks like a struggle to other people for me is not a struggle. Um, it's just mm. daily life. It's what I do. Um, don't right. think of it as a struggle anymore. That's how long it takes me to pick something up. That's how long it you know takes me to to cook. That's how long it takes me to do laundry and take the laundry out. Right. Um, and when I do fold clothes, that's how long it takes me to fold clothes. But that's not one of my fortes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do laundry myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. When you don't have hands and dexterity, folding really becomes a challenge. And pretty soon you find yourself rolling things. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Well. 
you get you get it done. So, but that, yeah. that's one thing that uh, the fam like that's interesting because the family families always want to protect you, right? And they want right, to like right. shelter you from everything. And and physically, in your case, it's, it's a physical thing. In my case, it was more of a psychological right. way where my mom wanted to protect me from harm and protect me from my father, protect me from relationships. <laughs> you right, know what right. I mean? So it become, if you become enabled, or they become enablers. And yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the best thing we can do for somebody is let them fall and help them get up. You know, we, if they need some help in the middle of it, then at that point do something, but you know, not, you, know, you got to fall. Uh, and I think uh, nowadays with the, the way the parenting is, you know, how yeah, I, new parents. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you don't see, you don't see many parents that um, like let their, their kids, um, they, they, you know, they, if yeah. they go, if they're going home, the kids want McDonald's. They go to McDonald's as opposed to, yeah, too bad. <laughs> Not tonight. How's it feel to want? <laughs> right, you know, right. And teaching their lessons. There's so the lessons are so important, and and you know, kids will really appreciate being challenged if you let them be challenged because you know there's rewards and those kinds of things. So I, you know, I, I, they're doing not only themselves, but their kids a disservice by, by not um, letting them go out and experience some of these things. So, uh, well, I don't know if you like movies. Um, I'm, I'm sure you will, you find some movies you like to watch, but there's actually a movie called uh, Captain Fantastic. I don't know if you ever, if you haven't seen it. If you no, seen I haven't. It. Okay. The reason I'm I'm bringing that up, and I'm going to make it short uh, because we have worked with our, the, the time. <clears throat> but this movie is interesting. You have to watch it. It's Viggo, Viggo Mortensen. Okay. And basically he takes it upon himself to raise his kids because he's a widow. Widow, widower. Widower. Oh, okay. and, and so he takes his kids, and I think there's like – uh, I'm looking at the picture, six kids, yeah. And so okay. he takes them on the bus, and he basically goes to the wilderness. And okay. he teaches his kids how to hunt, how to survive in the wilderness, how to uh, pro- procure themselves uh, food. Yeah, um, we're bound on a, a next-level experience. <laughs> yeah, very, very intense movie, very intense. But yeah. This is a lesson to be learned because the kids are so smart. They're very, very smart. They don't go to school. They're homeschooled by the. the, the. He's kind of a narcissistic figure, in my right. opinion. But at the end of the movie, you realize it's like, oh, I see what he's doing. He's teaching them how to survive. Right. How, Interesting. How to take care of themselves. How to how to be you know strong mentally and physically. You know. Uh, right. And you know, like, you know. Becoming physically strong is so much easier than becoming mentally strong, um, and, and you know, teaching teaching young people how to be mentally strong is is you know it's an art and really needs to be um, 
really thought of much more. I, I, I'd like to see them like challenge children more in school. Like, you know, mm. teachers mm. want your, the, the kids to sit there and, and learn what they're teaching them. But I, you know, the best lessons I learned was when I questioned things and mm. teachers don't like to be questioned, but that's how you learn is to ask no. the questions. So especially the nuns. I, I grew up with nuns. So oh my, yeah, nuns like to be questioned. Mm. <laughs> don't ever question the Bible. In the men's because uh, because nuns used to follow him in the men's room. He, he, oh, he can't go Lord. in the public men's room because of it. <laughs> yeah, nuns are crazy. Yeah, they. Uh, hey, they taught me a lesson. <laughs> yeah, not not yeah. to question authority. Basically, was oh, a lesson, yeah. but I learned. <laughs> yeah, and I and you know I I I I questioned it my whole life. I I, I start I started very early, um, and my my parents, um, I challenged them. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's but, good. You know, it's it served me well um, in the long run, um, and you know, they didn't they didn't completely you know beat it out of me in any way, shape or form either. So. Um, which yeah. was, which was good, you know, and they let me fall and, you know, pick myself up and, you know, didn't, right. didn't, didn't wipe my eyes every time I cried, you know? Right. That's how you learn is through the, the, uh, the falls along the way. Right. Uh, listen, Chris, we're, <clears throat> we're getting closer to the finish line, but before we do, I like to also uh, thank you because I not only did you did I learn anything from this podcast I learned a lot. Uh, I've also learned something about you know disability and what it, what does it mean. Yep. And so I would like to thank you for calling in today. And well, I just want to say to the people, no problem. It's, it was my pleasure actually. Uh, we can talk for hours, so this is going to be a, a part one. I'm sure it's going to be part two uh, sure. of our talk. Because we had another topic that we, we won't talk about today. <laughs> that okay. will be another <laughs> another topic that we can touch on later. But uh, once again, thank you. If you guys want to follow Chris, uh, contact me. Or if you want to let him know how to reach you, let him know now. Um, yeah, uh, T-Top, oh, shoot, I forgot my, uh, TikTok name, um, <laughs> keep rolling or something, <laughs> it's, it's, okay. there's hashtags and, um, every, underscores and all kinds of stuff, I, I haven't posted that much yet, so there's really not much for you to follow um, with me. Um, maybe by the ti- time I uh, do the interview with you next time, I'll have put some stuff <laughs> up that, that will be worth uh, um, sending people to see. Um, no and, worries. Uh, in between time, I'll learn what my uh, username is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great. And also, uh, whatever, whenever you li- however you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to post your information below. So if okay. anybody wants to follow you, they'll be able to follow you or contact you or, or just, uh, you know, reach out. And, but in yeah, the meantime, I, I, honestly, uh, if there's anybody who uh, has uh, a young person who 
um, is dealing with a disability or even an older person is dealing with a disability and there's some questions. I, I'm open to to um, ask questions and discussions and, you know, how I do things and, you know, way I've um, mastered and, you know, because I've had to learn a lot of things that, to do a lot of things different. So um, I'd certainly be willing to pass those on. Awesome, awesome show. Um, so once again, thank you. Give me one second. And then for those that are listening, as you always, as I always tell you guys, you didn't see this coming because I sure didn't see this coming. So once again, thank you. And don't forget to follow, subscribe, whatever, share, uh, and just uh, stay tuned for the next episode. So with that, I'll say again, thank you, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. We are go for liftoff in T-minus 30. Hit the record button.